Hey guys, you're listening to the JK Experience, where we train leaders to live a life of exceptional impact, influence, and faith. First of all, man, thanks for so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, I'm excited to be here, man. I mean, we just we met and uh, did a Zoom, and we're like, oh, "This is a dude that I I need to have in my corner." So yeah. this is this is it doesn't always happen, and so I'm yeah. really thankful for that. And so thanks for thanks for having me on. Yeah, I got to tell you real quick. I mean, you're just like what you said. It doesn't always happen. I think I've been on three interviews since we've talked, and oh, they really? were all just like. They were not fantastic. I will tell you that. So uh, I know that this one's going to be awesome. Uh, you know, one of the things that I was just so intrigued by you um, is the things that you've established over your experience in life. Um, you have had some challenges uh, and you kind of briefly shared uh, with me some of those challenges, but I'd love for our audience to just kind of get an idea, just a foundation of, of who you are um, and what that has done to impact and influence you for making these decisions to where you're at right now in life. So just give us a, a history of, of Kyle and, and your journey. Sure. Yeah. So I'm, I'm from Southeast Wisconsin, a really small town, oddly enough, it's called random Lake. And I get a lot of jokes about that because yes, there's a lake there and that is pretty <laughs> random. So I, I'm from, uh, from that small area and um, I worked in Milwaukee right out of college. So I don't have, the pro athletic career that you did. I played club volleyball <laughs> at UW Green Bay, uh, but that, you know, that set me back from two injuries, a back injury and a shoulder injury. Mm -hmm. But so I feel some of that pain literally. So i worked in Wisconsin. I was in uh, travel wholesale, enjoyed that. And then I moved into uh, Minneapolis in 2005. I started to work at Target headquarters. And here's where I really get caught up in the culture of you've, everyone has heard it, right? Climbing the corporate ladder. Yeah. And the unspoken uh, culture there was every 18 to 24 months, you should be getting promoted, right? And mm -hmm. if you're not getting promoted, what's what's wrong with you? Maybe we need to move this person out. So I really got caught up in, in that kind of a culture. Target didn't end up working out long-term. I kind of moved into another role and then I moved into another role. So I did 13 years of, of corporate America. Mm -hmm. And man, I got so burned out of climbing this corporate ladder. And if anyone has ever been burned out and you're listening, you're like, man, I know, I know exactly what that's like. You're burned out professionally, but that affects all categories of your life. I was the most unhealthy I have ever been. Mm. The relationships in my life were, were not very good. I was married at the time and it just, it wasn't a good spot in our marriage. Thankfully, I wasn't a father yet. And I just, I would not have been the father that I am committed to being. So it affected every category of life. And I ended up leaving corporate America because I, I was really in tune with the things that I enjoyed in life, connecting the dots. I love to teach. Mm -hmm. I love to uncover the process of learning for people. So I swung the pendulum all the way over to the other side, leave corporate America, and I become a high school business teacher. And man, I love teaching. It was, I taught juniors and seniors mostly. I had a blast, loved it. My wife, uh, my wife, she got pregnant and in March of 2017, we welcomed our, our son Cal into the world. Wow. And I took the ultimate promotion in life, man. And I became a stay at home dad in yeah. June of 2017. <laughs> and here's what was really interesting is, you know, society kind of measures success professionally, right? Yeah. So how far up are you going? The cars, the titles, the, the bank account, all these things, right? It's, it's kind of a self-centered version. So what looked like from the outside, I was taking a step back. Yeah. 
but from a, the values and things that were important to me and, and in my life, I was moving up and it was mm-hmm. such a cognitive disconnect for me. I didn't really understand how to make sense of it mm-hmm. because when you go to any sort of party, any sort of social gathering, like what's the first question Americans ask each other? Like, yeah. what do you, what, what do, you do you do for work? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, you sit in a circle and I'm just like, oh, they're going to ask me. Everyone's going to ask me. I'm like, shoot, <laughs> here we go. I'm a stay at home dad. Yeah. You know? And it, it, either, it either goes like, oh, that's really cool. Like, how's yeah. it going? Or it goes like, you know, this is awkward. Let's change the subject. Yeah. Real quick. Yep. And so I had to kind of sit in that for a while. And I had to, you know, to swallow my ego for a long time and, and kind of disconnect my identity with my professional life and, and all the achievements and things. And then a couple of years back, so now I'm, you know, I'm a stay-at-home dad for a couple of years, and I start to really pour myself into personal growth, leadership development, all these things. And I've been, I went to all of, you know, all of the different uh, seminars that are out there and the workshops, uh-huh. and it's all the same thing, man. You sit in a large hotel conference room with uh, four walls and no windows. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that, but remember, I'm a teacher. And so I learned that we learn best by doing and mm-hmm. by experiencing. And so I would always have the breakthroughs at those events, like at the pool, when I have a mm-hmm. conversation, like heart to heart with someone, or yeah. you, you walk on the beach, you take a hike with someone, you just really get to know who that person is. And so I thought to myself, like, could I recreate this? If I inverted this whole model, instead of hundreds or thousands, what if I did 12 to 16. Mm-hmm. And instead of a four walls in a conference room, what if the great outdoors was my conference room? Mm-hmm. Instead of teaching leadership, what if I threw people into an environment where they get to experience it and learn it by doing something? Mm-hmm. So I just started to throw this concept out and it, it started to stick and I had some success and you know I'm happy to go into some more of that. But that kind of brings us to the present day right now. You know, you said something, uh, that I don't want I don't want our uh, our audience to to miss, but you talked about this. You had to um, put your identity on the side because of what you had established over the years. I'm curious to know in that in, in that process. Um, I mean, did you? Est- I know that you loved being loved being a father. I know that uh, there were some challenges be for, for you and your wife to get to that point in your life. So was it you were just so overwhelmingly happy to have your son um, that you had no discontent or that you had no um, uh, misdirection or you didn't have any of those uh, you know those internal fears and man, I'm just not becoming the man that I'm supposed to be. Like, did you have any of that mindset going on when you had transitioned and made this commitment? It was it was the weirdest. Um two years of my life, I mean, to, to be honest, because yes, it's amazing to be home with your son, but yeah. at the same time, it's challenging, yeah. right? I'm, I'm not, I, I like to think I'm patient, uh, but I got to really experience what it's like to be patient. My mother-in-law says it's the greatest character refinement opportunity ever <laughs> is to stay home with a child. So like, yeah. I got to work on my character, man. And it was a gift. Number one is a gift to be home with my son and develop that relationship and that bond. Mm-hmm. The second gift was a gift of clarity. So it gave hmm. me this time period to say, all right, you get you get a second act, you get a 2.0. And, and what do you want to do and design in this life that would light you up, that would use your gifts and your tools and your talents and your story and make an impact on other people. So it gave me that time to sit back and like, all right, how do what do I want to do next? I've yeah. got the time to think about it. Uh, my wife, I had the support of my wife 
during this time, we went through and we, we crushed a ton of personal debt. And so that allowed us to build something mm-hmm. from a plate, from a really strong foundation, which is, you know, it's a whole nother story that we can get into. Yeah. But yeah, it, it was uh, as a male, especially uh, I had to disconnect my identity from being an achiever professionally and start looking at really building a life off of my values and what mattered most to me. And which prior to that for 13, 14, 15 years, a successful life to me was a very self-centered version of that. So I had to kind of shed that and re re relook at and recast a vision for what I defined as meaningful and fulfilling in life. We're going to dive into your reaching beyond experience platform that you've created. But I know that one of the things that you're super passionate about just because of what exactly you just went through and what you've just talked about is this, this, uh, this whole idea of, of balance in our life. And, and you talk specifically about this work life rhythm. And Mm -hmm. I'd love for you to just go into that with our audience about what do you mean by that work life rhythm? What, what does that look like? And, and what have you identified uh, that is either a challenge for people that you can see that, Hey, listen, if we can just tweak this, if we can just get you in rhythm with this, boy, you're going to experience such a greater, uh, yeah. greater lifestyle. So I, I defined it as this, right? So it's a, it's period of intense focus work followed by periods of rest and recovery and relaxing. And most people will understand this conceptually because we go to the gym I can clearly see that you work out like it, like you lift, right? So when you lift and when you strength train, you're breaking down your muscles. Mm -hmm. Your muscles will grow when you rest. Mm -hmm. So conceptually, we understand that. And so it's the same thing professionally in life. Like we can go out there and we can do a season of crushing it, working hard, whatever that might be. If you're in a business and you're launching something like you got to see, you got a period where you know, you're going to hustle, you got to work. And most people are really good at that where we really are not good is taking the time after that to recharge yourself, to refuel, to rest, to do all that. And you probably get this from being a pro sports player. You understand how that works. Mm-hmm. So it, it's no different professionally. And, and people are very, very good at achieving, but they go from achievement to achievement, to achievement, mm-hmm. to achievement. Before you know it, you get into your upper thirties, low forties. And you're like, I'm burned out, man. I can't like, I can't do this anymore. I can't run on young twenties energy. Yeah. Like I've got to, I got to, reca- I got to fill up the tanks again somehow. Yeah. And unfortunately in America, a lot of us look at rest and self-care as binging Netflix or yeah. going down to Mexico at an all-inclusive resort and overindulging on food and drinks. Yeah. I've done that before, man, it does not recharge you. You've come right. back from vacation and you need a vacation from that <laughs> vacation. So we just don't like, if we can just put containers after these periods of work, like you should have a micro strategy and a macro every single day, something that you do once a week, something you do monthly, quarterly, yearly. I think that's really, really important. And you have to look at yourself and say, all right, how do I, how do I best recharge? Like, what is that like for me? I'm outside in the woods, man. I'm, I'm an introvert and you give me woods and and I've got my ax out there and I'm splitting woods. Like that's my jam. Like, yeah. I love that stuff, but not everyone operates that way. So you have to take a look and say, all right, I mean, how do I best recover? What do I need? And then how do I schedule that, man? Like most people just leave it up to, uh, well, if I've got time, I'll do this. I mean, so many Americans don't even take the vacation that's given to them in the course of the year. Right. So uh, like take your breaks. I think that's really important. Um, Practically, I like the idea of finish lines. So let's stay with vacation, right? So you've taken a vacation, you know, when you've got a vacation coming up, let's say November 1st, 
you've got a list of all these things that got to get done before November 1st. Mm -hmm. But you know what? We always end up doing it. And then we take the vacation. That is a clear defined finish line. So create finish lines both in your day, but then on longer periods as well. Get yourself into a rhythm. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to get that done. And then I'm taking a break. That's a boundary. I'm going to leave myself a container to rest and recharge. So I like the concept of finish lines. Yeah. I, uh, once again, dude, this is awesome um, because we use a lot of the same ter- terminology, right? We just use it in different experiences in life. Mm. I love the idea of a finish line as well, too. Um, I will tell you my concept on the finish line is that oftentimes we have to move our finish line uh, mm. because one is we maybe we've already surpassed it or two, yeah. um, we've, we're not going to accomplish that goal. Like that goal is never, that, that's just not going to happen again. And you just, you'll never achieve that finish line, which is okay. You just got to figure out the other finish line, but you got to, you, you got to aim towards that finish line. So I, I'm a hundred percent with you. I love it. Once again, we're using the same terminology with different outcomes from that. Um, so when, in your experience, you deal with a lot of guys, which, um, once again, that's what I'm just, I'm tremendously passionate about that with you. And I just love it. I mean, we're on the same, we're, we're beating on the same path here. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you experiencing with guys right now, uh, in, in our modern world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of challenges. Uh, men are men are not stepping up to the plate. There's a lot of good men out there, but they're pretty silent. And I'm just curious in your events that you've been putting on, um, what are you experiencing? With, is is a challenge for men in this modern day and age? The first word that comes to mind: two words, lost and confused, hmm. because we're not really sure. Are we supposed to speak up? Yeah. If we speak up, is that overpowering? Uh, and I, I think there's just so much confusion in the messaging in today's society and culture around what, what a man's supposed to be, what he's supposed to do, how he's leading his household. Yeah. And so I think there's a bit of confusion there, but a lot of times the response from men, especially high achieving, high performing, they put their head down and they just work harder. Yeah. And I don't, man, I don't think that's the answer. Uh, I don't, I don't think achieving more. I don't think working more is the answer. You know, one of the reasons, so being a classroom teacher from an observation standpoint, there was, you know, students that struggled behaviorally and academically, there's a common denominator. And that common denominator usually is an absent father. Yeah. And I'm like, man, guys, we've got to step up. That just is not okay. I mean, I think you and I probably agree a lot of challenges that we're seeing in society today is because men aren't stepping up. Men yeah. are absent. They're not even anywhere to be found yeah. in terms of leading their kids. And so I think it's a big challenge, but I also think that there's hope in, in that as well. Like there's a lot of opportunity. The The groups that I do, we support and we sponsor and we build orphan homes down in different parts in Central America. And so I think it's really cool that that you've got all these men that are stepping up and helping build these dorms that are uh, are for orphans. And I, I just think it's incredible. And we've got ways to do it. We've got ways to step out. But I think it first starts with, you know, ourselves. And I'm a big Michael Jackson fan, Josh, and it's the man in the mirror. You know what I mean? So I just like, thought because you like the moonwalk. I thought you were just like, you like to, you like, you like how to dance like him. <laughs> yeah, I, I YouTube that once and there is, a, there is some uh, tutorials on how to do that. So, but yeah, I mean, 
yeah, if we just step up in our own family, man, yeah. it makes a big ripple effect. It's huge. Amen, uh, so brother. yeah, like what I see is men are just putting their heads down right now yeah, and they're working harder and they're working more, which I think is, you know, it's, it's just not what we need. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't, I couldn't agree with you more, my man. I mean, you know, some really scary statistics that are out there just to kind of back up what you're saying, because it, it's great. It's great to have an opinion, but if it's not actually factual, then it's just nothing more than opinion. And mm-hmm. we're, we, we live in a world right now with so many opinions and most of them aren't even true and accurate. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 43% of marriages are ending in divorce right now. And it's really, if you start to just, if you start to go, uh, macro, just like you're talking about, right? And 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 micro on this, you get the 43% are ending in, in divorce. Okay, well, that's an interesting statistic. But what's even more interesting is that 60% of those divorces have children in them. And then out of that, 25 or 23% of divorced uh, parents, the father's no longer involved in that. So a quarter of the children that are out there in divorce situations, the, the father's no, no longer around, right? That's a massive impact in our society. And they've already run numbers and they've already run what's going on. And children have a tendency to be more aggressive. Children have a propensity to get into drugs and alcohol because they don't have this guidance from a strong male figure. Now, listen, there's a lot of women out there that are doing the best they possibly can. A lot of strong moms out there. They're doing everything they can to raise good boys and girls. But without a father to be there as a father figure, man, it makes it tremendously difficult. And our and our culture is paying the price for that right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I, you and I, we share faith and God designed a male and a female. And they, they both have a role to, yeah. to play in raising children. Like, I, I mean, even as a stay-at-home dad. So I saw the other side of the coin, right? Like, I can't do that, man, yeah. on my own. So anyone who's who's a single parent raising kid, that's tough. It yeah. is really tough. And they're doing the best they can. But we're designed to have both uh, playing a role parenting. Yeah. Well, I want to talk a little bit about this reaching beyond experience. Uh, yeah. Because once again, I'm just so excited. I've obviously done a ton of research. <laughs> and uh, as you and I have talked about Kingsman and the evolution of where that's going, uh, yeah. you just seem to have hit the bullseye here with really allowing men to raise their hand to say, I want to be a part of that. And that in itself is a feat for guys to just raise their hand and and because we don't do that. We don't volunteer for things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't look for opportunities like that because as you said, we're too busy with our head down to even pay attention to those things that really might be impactful for us, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm just curious to know, like just just tell our audience, uh, first of all, what is reaching beyond experience? What does that do? And then why is it attractive for men? Yeah, so uh, I need to start with a backstory because when I did my first one a couple years back, I just went out to my network and said, you know what, I, I believe this, right? I believe that we work really hard. I believe that we're out of rhythm, we're out of balance. And I believe that we don't celebrate milestones. We don't celebrate each other. And if we could just take a break once in a while and we can step back and just assess like, all right, I just came out of this busy work season I need to pour into my family. I need to pour into my children. My health is a little bit off track, but it's really hard to do that when you're in the weeds and you're going at it day to day. So Mm -hmm. I just said, here's what I believe. I'm going to rent 10 rooms uh, on Lake Superior, north of Duluth. Who's interested, right? I'm going to bring helicopters in. We're going to do all this stuff. I had no idea if it was going to work, man. I had no idea, but 10 people showed up. And the weird thing was it was all guys. And I was like, 
All right. Well, so I did you, market it to all guys. So you didn't no, market it. You were just men and no, women in dude. general, huh? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so Tank, I showed up. I'm like, all right, well, let's just roll with it. Right. No big deal. And um, what was really obvious to me was during that 48 hours of time together, men don't have a lot of containers like this just to be like, I'm going to, I'm going to show up. I'm going to have a great time. I'm going to open up a little bit if that's what I feel like I want to do. And uh, just, just, I need some support in my life. I need some tribe and I need to do some cool stuff because I haven't done cool stuff in my life for a while. And so it, it was, it was great. And then I did another one and zero people showed up dude. like no one. And so that was my second one. I did a third one. Two people showed up. And now after that, I've sold out the last several so, of them. So I've, I've got a rhythm to it now. But yeah. dude, I did I did not when I started. So talk to me about this. So let's go into f- the failure part of it, or at least what you maybe yeah. would have thought of, is as failure, because we're all like, we're all experiencing that, right? We, 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 uh, we go out and try to do something new or that we're passionate about. And you're like, why is this not connecting with other people? Why am I not experiencing the success that I thought was going to be so obvious? Um, what did you learn from nobody showing up that second time? What was it that your big takeaway where you're like, okay, I'm never doing that again, or I got it. I'm gonna fix that. So first thing would be don't fix what's not broken. Okay. So I tried to take the model that I developed and I tried to throw people into a year long commitment Hmm. and we're going to do three of these in the year. Hmm. And I just went overboard. Okay. And I don't think people were ready for that. Number one, number two, I try to take the model and I tried to turn it into what other people are doing Mm. as opposed to what I thought was authentic to what I wanted to do. So those were two really, really big mistakes that I made. So I I kind of went back to the drawing board, literally went back to what worked the first time. And I just started doing that again. And I created these one-time experiences. Like you don't need to commit to a a full year to do it. Like just jump into the experience We'll hang out together through some accountability two months after it, but like you don't need the full year to to commit to it. So that was that was the big learning lesson for me. Okay, and then so you get into okay, so now you've corrected that. You get into event yeah. number two, and you, or number three, and you only have two show up. Yeah. So what's your mindset after that? Because you're like, I thought I f- did you at the time where you're like, I thought I fixed this. Like, why yeah. do I not have more yep. men here? Well, here's the th- like I had four, and two people last minute couldn't make it, okay. and I'm like man, like, is this, is this like what people with culture would say, dude, is, is, is this the universe's way of telling me not to do it anymore? Right. And I'm like, no, yeah. man, I'm going to like, these two guys are, are showing up. I'm going to show up. Like yeah. they deserve an awesome and amazing experience. And that's what they got. We went dog sledding in the boundary waters of Canada and Minnesota. And we had a blast, man. Yeah. Like it was, it was great. And we had such an amazing time together and I just said, all right, I'm just going to keep working on it. Like, I'm not going to give up. Like, you're going to be given the, you know, you'll, you, you'll get a chance to give up. Yeah. That's for sure. When you're developing business, as you know, like you yeah. get chances to bail Without a doubt. and I wasn't, I wasn't in it for the short term, man. I'm in it for the long term. So I just stayed yeah. with it. So did you, uh, and I got to ask this question because I know everybody that's out there that's listening is going, so did you lose a lot of money on, on number two and number three? Or like, how do you do? I mean, because that's part of it too, is like, man, I want to keep going, yeah. but how much money can I afford to lose right here? Especially with yeah. you, you know, these are yeah. not like, hey, 500 bucks, go experience it. This is a, this is a relatively high ticket experience yeah. because it is so unique and so intentional and so quite, to be honest with you, one of a kind and amazing. So yeah. how was that after the second and third event then? Yeah, so... um 
you can be smart about it, right? Okay. So I've got certain uh, parts in my contract with hoteliers, with with the different vendors, where I say if I can't get you, you know, the full rooming list without washing out, you know, all of the rooming list within yeah. thirty days, like that, like I, if I can structure the contract such that, man, if if I don't deliver, I'm out. Yeah. And if there, if if I can get hoteliers and you know different things to do that, um, that's that's the ticket right there because yeah. then I can say I got thirty days out until the experience to either get the full group there or I don't. Yeah. And that's that's betting on yourself, man. Yeah. Like a lot of people would say, Kyle, why don't you sell the experience and then go build it? Because I could probably scale it then, right? So hey, we're gonna go to we're gonna go to Casper, Wyoming, and here are the dates. And then I can say, all right, if I don't have 12 guys commit, I'm just not gonna do it. Yeah. I do it the other way around, man, which allows me to plan so far out. Yeah. So far out. Like I've got 2022 developed already, yeah, which allows me now the time to say, all right, next July I'm going to Green Bay. I am going to find a Green Bay Packer player to show up to my event because yeah. I've got 14 months to do it. Yeah. So like, I just believe in betting on myself and planning so far out. And so that's kind of how I did it, but you can, you can contractually figure out ways to make it such that you don't lose money in these things. Yeah. I love the fact that you just went very strategic on that, by the way, because you can go so high level that it still leaves people going, okay, so what did he really do? So thank you for going yeah. really deep on that because yeah. that brought some clarity. And I know that for people that are listening, myself included, that's awesome to say, Hey, listen, yes, you can do this but be really smart about it, have a strategy because yeah. you've got to always think best case scenario, but you've also got to yeah. think worst case scenario. Yeah. What this, what is this going to look like and how do we protect ourselves here? Right. So you have I think to. you have to, I think that's awesome. Well, you've got a really cool story. Um, about this. So money momentum is a, is a, uh, is a project that you started. Once again, you kind of, you, you kind of opened that door a little bit earlier in this, uh, this podcast about how you and your wife had kind of gone through those challenges. You guys, uh, had some debt, uh, and you were able to accomplish, um, becoming, I think debt free, right? I mean, that's what mm -hmm. you guys did. And that allowed yeah. you to just really start creating momentum in this other yeah. chapter of your life. Uh, tell us really quick about money momentum, uh, because that's still something that you're very passionate about and it's still something yeah. available for people that are just listening. Yeah. Oh, well, I think financial stewardship is extremely important. I mean, again, person of faith, you look at how many times money and things like that is dropped in the Bible and it's, yeah. it's quite a bit. So we should pay attention to that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So it was in between 2015, 2016. I'm like, this is how nerdy I am. Are you ready for this, man? Like in, in between Christmas and New Year's, I, I kind of go through, I put a PowerPoint together for my wife and I just kind of recap the year, right? And I'm like, all right, here's how we stand financially. Here are the things we did. Here's the bucket list stuff that I want to do next. Like yeah. I get into it, man. I great. love that stuff. So I started preparing numbers for my PowerPoint presentation. My wife, who's a CPA, by the way. So she Okay, so she nerds out on this too. Then you guys oh, are like yeah. TP. In a pod right there. Okay, good. That's so awesome. I got I got the numbers and I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I wonder if if I go to social and this is everyone should pay attention to this because this is this this could be your aha moment, like it was for me. You can go to the social security website, which is ssa.gov, and you go there and it's designed to project your um, retirement income, but it does that off of your earnings life to date uh -huh. and your projected. So I didn't know that. So I log in, put my social security number in, I get my profile going 
and it spits out my life to date earnings. And I'm like, Josh, I made well over a million dollars at this point in my life. And I look around, I'm like, where did it go? Right. Like, I, I don't, it's not in nothing. my bank account right now. No, I got nothing. And I, I was like, so I was like, Lois, I said, can I have your social security number? Cause I'm going to do the same thing for yours. Same thing with her. So together, well over $2 million. And I'm looking around wow. and we've got a, a major negative net worth number. Uh-huh. We might have a couple thousand dollars in savings in our, in the bank. And it's like, I, I felt this, this vortex and culmination of anger, sad, frustration, uh-huh. embarrassed. And I'm like, this is it. Like I'm, I'm not doing finances the way I used to do finances. Mm -hmm. So found Dave Ramsey's plan. Mm -hmm. And in 38 months, we got rid of $379,000 in debt. And I'm like, that's it. We're not, we're not going to be unconscious and sleepwalking as it relates to finances anymore. And so that was the momentum that just really has now carried forward in all other categories of life. Did you're knocking over a hundred thousand dollars a year of debt out. That was awesome. Yeah, man. every month, man. It's just like there it comes in, there it goes. Yeah. But it's at that point, like it's going towards something that is is really good and it's gonna springboard forward. Whereas yeah. before, like it's like having a thousand holes in a boat, like it just leaks everywhere. Yeah. And now it's just really intentional. And when you put the power of focus behind money, yeah. watch out. Like things yeah. will happen really fast. Dude, I love that you brought that up. First of all, that website is ssa.gov again. So yeah. go to that. Um you know, we've made some transitions in our lives and, uh, and I stopped and there was a point where I, I realized that I no longer wanted to go down the path that I was going down, which was as an active full-time real estate agent, running a brokerage, running a team, multiple hats, but I wanted more of my life back. Right. And you've talked about that rhythm of life, work-life rhythm. And, mm-hmm. and in order to do that though, we knew that we were going to take a pay cut. You know, my our my wife Kate had made a decision a few years prior to that to stay at home, so we lost that income, and then I was going to reduce our income even more. But it's funny, just like you said, when you realize what is important in your life, and you start to plug the holes, it's amazing how much more enriched our life is now, and we do far more things on way less income that we've ever done. We have more savings, we have more opportunities, we then. And I, so I, I was like, you. Yeah, I'm like, where is the money going? It's ridiculous. But it was just yeah. going out and frivolously with absolutely no intentionality behind it. And yeah. uh, it's just been a game changer for us. So I couldn't agree more with what you're saying right there. I think it's just an awesome, awesome thing. So thank you for bringing that advice right there. Um, yeah. So you've got a podcast, which yeah. is really cool. This is kind of how we met right here. Uh, yeah. tell, tell everybody what your podcast is, because I want to make sure that they get hooked up and listen to you, because yeah. I know that... I know they're going to be like, okay, so where do we find more about Kyle? I got to, I got to hear more of this guy's message. Yeah, it's well, it's not surprising. It's called Reaching Beyond, uh, okay. and so it's same as the the Reaching Beyond experiences, which really is a play on words because most people think this life that they really want to live is beyond their reach. But I think when you get rid of those limitations and you just surround mm-hmm. yourself with with tribes of people that are doing that stuff, you can reach beyond all of those limitations. Most of which.
Yeah. Well, it is uh, so much fun having you on, dude. It's been a pleasure to to be able to Thank listen you. to your story and to get to know you even more than I did before. And I know our audience is uh, going to want to continue to follow up on you. Um, the Reaching Beyond Experience, that's the actual website as well too, right? Or is it, what? how, how do they? How yeah. do men find an opportunity yeah. to look at what you've got coming up, even though I know you're sold out for a lot of your stuff? If you just, um, it's on my website too. So if you went to kyledepius.com and you clicked on men's experiences, yeah, you'll see it and you'll, you'll really enjoy some of the the videos and the yeah. clips and stuff. Cause Dude, we've, done great. Some fun, we've done some fun things and yes. that's what it's all about, man. We all work hard and it's, it's great to step back and have fun once in a while. Yeah. Well, I love what you're doing, brother. I love your passion. I love your heart for men. And, uh, and, and it's not just about men because, uh, even though you do things for men, you know that it bleeds into these other aspects of life. They become yeah. great fathers. They become great husbands. They become great leaders, which impacts men and women, children uh, as well, too. So uh, I love your heart, dude. And just keep serving and and keep saying yes, dude. So uh, yeah. just I can't wait to see what uh, God has got planned for your future and, yeah. and hopefully something that we can do together. So. Yeah, I love that, man. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. Thanks for sharing your platform with me. Absolutely. All right, you guys. Hey, listen, you know that the the only admission that we charge on this thing is that you get this into the hands of those that you know need to hear this message. And I'm sure that you took away some awesome things here today. I just keep going back to this ssa.gov and I'm kind of scared. I'm not going to lie. I don't necessarily want to know, but over the years we've gotten a lot better. So I'm going to breathe a little bit before I do it. Uh, But do that, take the challenge, go to that ssa.gov and see where you're at. And maybe you need, maybe you need something in your life. And then you'll go, of course, to Kyle's website. He's got this whole entire money, money, uh, momentum platform that you can look into. And then of course, if you're a guy, I mean, I want you to go to I want you to go to man-made, but you can also go to Reach and Beyond Experience as well too, because I know that they will most certainly complement each other, and we can't have yeah. enough great men in our lives to surround ourselves yeah. with. So, uh, pass this on. So, appreciate you guys, love you, and have a fantastic rest of your day. And we will most certainly be talking with you soon.